Georgia's sandy coastal shallows hide a deadly secret. A hydrogen bomb dumped by an American bomber half a century ago. Their weapon lost in 1958 at Tybee Island, Georgia, was full of nuclear capability, and we were never able to find it. Pentagon officials insist that the missing H-bomb poses no threat. We still believe that the best course of action is just to let this device sit wherever it is, because it's not harming anybody, anything. But with the threat of nuclear terrorism after 9-11, some aren't so sure. To find the missing weapon of mass destruction lurking at the bottom just miles from shore, investigators turn to science for answers, scouring the depths, determined to recover America's lost H-bomb before it's too late. going to be a learning period nuclear weapons. You make one mistake, nations are going to be destroyed. New word from the nation's top scientists on the zombie virus that appeared just two weeks ago. They released information saying that the symptoms to watch for are aggression, foaming from the mouth, deterioration of motor skills, and an unbelievable hunger. Be advised that if an infected becomes hostile, the only way to harm them is to shoot them in the head. This, uh, this fine day for everybody. <laughs> we decided not to give an introduction for those of you uh, no, listening and don't know. <laughs> no introductions allowed. Yeah. Uh, listened to uh, some introductions and decided I thought they sounded too freaking gay. <laughs> so they're out of there. So our government lost an H-bomb. Yeah, what the fuck? I I just found out about it yesterday. I didn't uh, know about it until you told me about it 15 minutes uh, before we sat down at the table here. Research and uh, Yeah, there's an H-bomb. They uh, say it's, what, uh, 10 times? If you put the, the two bombs that we bombed Japan with together... And multiply that times ten. That is the power and capabilities of the H bomb that's sitting right off the coast of Georgia, here in the United States. Yeah, it's a yeah hundred times. Yeah, Tybee Island. It's a um, yeah Tybee Island. Tybee Island. Yeah, yeah, we have to credit. Uh, who who who? Where did you find that clip at? Or about that story? Uh, I saw something brief on television and then went and looked it up. As far as who to credit, I, I, <laughs> you pulled up the clip there. But uh, if we do miscrediting somebody in anything we do here, um, we will uh, post it on our website. Lost H-Bomb is one that put that clip on YouTube. I, I don't even know what to say, but when you look but, at the clip and those guys are diving in the mud, 
and <laughs> off the shore of uh, Georgia, which if anybody here is in the southeast, uh, you know, you, you, you anybody could be a potentially at risk for that. Yeah, what I would want to know is why the government stopped looking for it. They they haven't looked for it for uh, four decades. <laughs> I mean, it would seem uh, like they would be interested in recovering it. Nah. Well, especially with today's technology. Nah. I can understand them not being able to find it, you know, 40 years ago, but the technology has improved a little bit, government, if you don't know. We do have tech, newer technology out there, so maybe you want to go out there and look for it. <laughs> Ease well, our minds now that we we know about it, and uh, hopefully a lot of more people are going to know about it. Well, you know, I, it doesn't surprise me. Look how the DMV is ran. Yeah. <laughs> this government, you know what I mean? They don't, everything they touch goes to shit. So it, I, it doesn't surprise me that they, oh, we ain't going to find it. Let's just give up. Yeah, there's another one missing somewhere where they, uh, I don't know the exact details behind it, but uh, they had lost four at one time. And I recovered three, but one hadn't been discovered. I think that was up north somewhere. Like where, a, like, where? I'm guessing Alaska. I can't remember all the details. But uh, it, it's amazing when you start looking into uh, that, you know, the missing one uh, off of Georgia, uh, how many bombs they have actually lost over the course of history. It's astounding, in the, in the the not just here in the United States, uh, but... You know, across the world. Yeah, in the description of that video, I read it that not only was it an, the, the the massive nuclear bomb that was a hundred times or something more powerful than than the ones in Japan, but that we we threw in Japan, but it was also a lot of um, normal munitions, thousands and thousands of pounds of normal bombs that <laughs> that was dumped out there too. Right, it's just ridiculous. But that's our government at work, people. They're here to protect us. Yeah, I know. And the thing, they, they did say the thing could be uh, leaking at this point right now into our ocean. So, oh, what the fuck, government? <laughs> Come on. You got, we, we've got a, a local fisherman. Here, here's the thing. Local fishermen in Georgia are out there looking for it, for, for the safety of uh, Georgia and Everybody else that could affect not not just the sea life, but they uh, these local fishermen with a small boat, really small boat, just decided they were going to go look for it, and then you know the government told them to uh, back off. Basically, Did they? yeah, yeah, and they had to tell the government, "Look, we're just going to go find it, and then tell you guys here, here's your bomb, here's your lost bomb." So that's they're, how they like they're going to locate it for them, right? I gotcha, but. uh uh, at first, uh, the government told them, screw, get the, get, get the hell out of here, you know. <laughs> Basically, you're not going to do that. Uh, I don't know how they would stop them because they ain't like when they first lost it. They had a barricade around everywhere they thought the bomb was uh, searching for it. But anyway, it's an, check it out. It's a good story. Uh, blows my fucking mind. That is. Uh, it, it does, it, they it, probably it, wanted to go off or... <laughs> Who knows? But from my libertarian standpoint, I think that uh, if it was really an issue, which I think it really is, that these fishermen will get the backing of private private people to, you know what I'm saying? We'll be a, they, the private sector will be able to do a much better job at finding that bomb than than the government would. The government can just throw money at it and as much resources as it can. But like I said, you ever see the DMV? 
<laughs> There'll be a bunch of guys sitting around on the boat. <laughs> they won't be looking for it. Right. <laughs> It'll be a bunch of money wasted. So, yeah. yeah, put it into private hands and let them go out there and they're, find that thing. determined to find it. And I, got, I hope they do because, I mean, it could affect uh, even our area. And all Georgia's done with it, they said, if it did. And there is a small chance that it could uh, detonate. Is it there? It wouldn't be full capacity, but it would be enough to do a lot of damage. Really? Yeah. Now, that's a scary thought. Now, what, the way they put it in that clip was uh, due to the threat of terrorists finding it. Give me a break. You know, <clears throat> people from the desert don't know nothing well, about the ocean. that's what they would say. It would <laughs> <laughs> be like an episode of South Park. Yeah, we found the bomb. Uh, it's in the terrorist hands. Yeah. And that's what caused it to go off. That's, <laughs> maybe that's why the government says that they can't find it. Yeah, because they already know that they it's in, it's in the terrorist hands. Yeah. They're acing the hole. But uh, no, they purposely uh, kept it. It was actually uh, top secret. Or uh, and then when that act came out, what was the act? Um, oh, the Freedom of Information yeah, Act. Yeah, the Freedom of Information Act uh, came out is when uh, it became public. Ah. Uh, anyway, moving on. What you got for us? I found a, a a really good clip myself on YouTube. It's only a minute long, and it's from Judge Napolitano, and he says some really uh, what I think is uh, people need to remember this, recite it to memory, you know, and understand that this what this country was founded upon. This principle right here. Good judge. There is a piece of uh, literature in our history, the Declaration of Independence, that says. When the government ceases to recognize natural rights, quote, it is the duty of the people to alter and abolish it, close quote. Now, if your friends who are big government types will say, well, that was just the Declaration of Independence. The Declaration of Independence is the law of the United States of America. Not only did it give birth to the country, but it was adopted by the Congress. If you go in the United States Code, you will find it there. It is the law of the land that when the government ceases to recognize guaranteed natural rights, it is the duty, underscore duty, of the people to alter or to abolish it. How do you alter or abolish it when you have a choice between John McCain and Barack Obama? It's the truth. Um, we are at a point, people, where we're going to have to do something here real soon uh, in order to maintain this uh, republic that we have. Um, the government is just bloated, and I, there, there's bloated like yeah, bloated like a big fat hog, like a the you know, biggest hog. You know, it's just government's way, way too big, way bigger than it intended to be. It should have been, and it's our fault. It's the people of, uh, you know, we let it get that size. Um, it's almost to the size. It seems seems sometimes like there's not a, you know, there ain't, there ain't enough we can do to, to stop it or slow its fat ass down. There ain't. And, it, like, I... It's like a big fat, fat, you know, freight train. It's running out of control. It is. And then, like, now... I, I, I got to say this. I do not want any of y'all to be fooled by this propaganda that is going on with the 
debt ceiling limit being raised and the big, oh, the big uh, <laughs> problems that they're having, uh, fighting Republicans and Democrats and blah, 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 because it, it's a bunch of malarkey. And Obama and, you know, telling us about all the bad things that are going to happen. You yeah. Know, what, how many times did they put off? What, they said that we were in default like uh, – our country has went into default three times. According to the government. <laughs> well, according, it happened in 1913. Um, it, it happened at, um, oh, boy, my brain ain't working. I was on a different track trying to jump jump, jump rails here. I know, I'm just talking about recently. Don't they keep, uh, like, raising the, the debt limit? Is yeah. that what you're talking about? No, I thought they were, like, uh, they, they keep saying the the day you know the day the the, the deadline zone for oh. is this date and they keep moving it back and I back gotcha. and back not default you know, buying themselves time I I gotcha yeah they kept they said the first the time that the, they were gonna have to shut the government down was like in May and then they and then Geithner put it back like another month and then into June and then it was gonna be first July second or something like that and then it turned out to be um <laughs> it is uh, an episode off of South it Park. is and now it's August and they keep pushing it back further and further because here's the deal. We're we're not gonna default on our debt by not raising the debt ceiling. What we're doing is we're well, they're trying to vote themselves an extended credit line. That's it. Here's how you do it. You pay the, your minimum payment on the debt. Okay? Scare, scare the hell out of the people. Well, well, that comes next. You just you just pay your the minimum that's due on the debt, right? You don't have you don't need higher credit limit to do that. You mm-hmm. cut some spending. How about get rid of the Department of Education and all of its buildings and employees and sell the assets that government has in all those buildings and pay it with that. Hey, how about paying it with the three hundred billion dollars in TARP assets that they got sitting on the table, that they, the government supposedly had made money on, and they haven't spent all the TARP money yet? The, uh, it was um, Nick Gillespie from Reason Magazine. I watched a clip with him, and he said, uh, he said if they just use that TARP money, they could they could actually fund the government to the end of this year. Right, mm-hmm. and then work on the deal without this what, without mean, this scare tactic deadline bullshit. You mean get rid of a government agency or a, you know a government run company. Is that what you're saying? Get get rid of it. Of who? Um, the education or Department whatever. of Education. Yeah, yeah you got to get rid. You got to. How well, about the Department well, of Agriculture? But but, but but that would just uh, hurt the kids. No no no. Oh. That would. Uh, I heard the jobless rate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> can't, can't. Well, when your government is the number one biggest employer in the country, you have a problem. No doubt, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Uh, I wonder what the jobless rate would be if you did take away a lot of the government agencies, but it would probably be pretty, uh, well, pretty it, yucky. No, no, it'd be, pretty, it'd be higher. Or, or, or not the jobless rate. I'm sorry. We'd have higher employment. Right. Because you'd have more people out there competing for good, for good jobs. But if you cut out all of these uh, bloated institutions in government right now, right, they, they, they wouldn't have to tax. Yeah. When you don't tax, people can keep more of their money, and they can start businesses, and things start thriving. Oh, no, we can't have that. they got to have a top-down, monopolistic approach to uh, how things should be ran because they're in charge. They're the authorities. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he, 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 uh, 
definitely loves to throw it in his speech that uh, he's adding, you know, oh, scare the people old people. more jobs. Scaring the old people. Whenever he uh, opens up a... I heard him say he wasn't going to be the old oh, Social Security checks aren't going to go out and Medicare ain't, we ain't going to be able to pay the Medicare Medicaid bills so the old people are going to suffer and, and it's like all of them go oh no we're going to default no we're not quit scaring everybody you know better than that you know yeah it's just a fear factor or a fear technique you know, they're just using it to uh, get everybody to on board. Government is nothing but a pimple on the ass of humanity. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it needs to be lanced. It's infected. (laughs) I hear helicopters. (laughs) Well, it's true. It's infected. It's it's pussy-filled. It just needs more. It's just sucking the lifeblood out of America, you know? Less government is the answer. It don't really matter. They're going to do what they want to do until we invoke a change. I don't know how that is. I don't know how to do it. You know, I don't. I don't know. I'm not calling for arms or anything like that. I, I, I'm at a loss until we get somebody in there that doesn't work for big corporate America, who doesn't work for the international bankers. There's no. There's. I don't know the answer until you get somebody in there with some balls that can actually cut these. Uh, that can lance that boil. That's it. That's it. Lance that fucking boil. All right. Well, what's the, what's next on the agenda? Uh, you want to do the review? Yeah. All right, let's do the review. All right, y'all. We uh, shooter Dan had a little a little review made up for you from Springfield XDM, and here it is. This is Shooter Dan with uh, today's gun review, and uh, we're going to talk about a handgun that I really like a whole lot, and um, I'm sure D would uh, agree with me. Uh, we're going to talk about the Springfield's XDM 9mm. I can't say enough about this gun, and let me tell you folks, when I do... Um, go out and buy a gun or rifle of any kind uh, or anything at that matter that uh, is going to have a, a long value or something I'm going to keep for a long time. I do extensive research. I sometimes take two months reviewing, looking at guns before I go out and buy anything. You know, I usually know what I'm going to buy, whether it's a shotgun, rifle, you know, a handgun, in this case, I wasn't going to buy a handgun. Uh, me and you both were going to buy a gun, and we both looked at the uh, all kinds of guns, Glocks. Um, we were looking for what we consider, or what is called, um, a duty firearm. And after looking at Glocks and all, all lots of good guns out there, we decided uh, settled with the X- Springfield XDM nine millimeter. I'm going to tell you some of the things I like about the gun. First off, let me go over the specifications. Uh, the gun is a type um, pistol polymer strike fire firearm. It's a double action, 9mm of course. Uh, the barrel length is uh, 4.5 inches. One of the things I like most about the gun is, incredibly, it, the magazine holds 19 rounds. 
uh, with one in the chamber, that's 20 rounds at your disposal, at your uh, side. With two clips, you're looking at 40 or uh, 39 rounds. It does have a grip safety. It's uh, the ones we bought is black and synthetic. That means the slide of uh, on it, it's all black. Um, the frames come always in black, and you can get stainless steel slide, but we like the all black look and went with all black. Uh, it has three uh, fixed dot sights or uh, three dot sights that are fixed on the gun, uh, and the weight of the pistol is 32 ounces, which is uh, not that. That's, that's rather light for you know considering it holds uh, 20 rounds in the gun. Most guns hold between seven and ten. Uh, duty pistols are around what D13 or 15? Yeah, 15 average. This one I think is one of the only gun out there that holds uh, 19 rounds, 19 in the magazine, one in the you know chambered. I'm going to talk about some other things that I like about the gun. Once again, I did say it was a polymer frame, which uh, most people that are looking at Glocks and stuff are, you know, you're going to, that, that's what made the Glocks popular were the po- polymer fl- frames, which Glock introduced to the market and made them incredibly, uh, made Glock successful. Another thing I like about the gun is it comes with a really nice case. I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, as well as uh, accessories. Now, uh, another thing that I, re- um, I like about the gun is it comes with a really nice case uh, with three back straps. That's uh, two extra back straps um, for you know, depending on the size of hand uh, or what style you might like, as well, you know, a fatter grip or a slimmer grip. Uh, I personally like the medium grip. I think D likes the larger grip. And uh, it does come with a smaller grip for people with smaller hands. Another thing that's not mentioned too often is this gun is incredibly easily to field strip uh, compared to most uh, guns out there. It has a neat little um, lever on the left side of the gun that, uh, you know, you basically lock the slide back, drop the magazine, and flip this little uh, lever uh, on the left side up. Then you release the slide lock, and uh, voila, the slide slips right off the frame. Uh, breaks down into four pieces, frame, slide, spring, assembly, and the barrel. As with most, um, you don't have to pull the trigger to disassemble this, this firearm or handgun. Uh, I've noticed that a lot of guns out there uh, that people have asked me to, like my father-in-law asked me to uh, field strip his uh Smith and Wesson, and uh, took me a while to figure it out, but uh, this one's really easy to assemble or disassemble. You don't have to uh, pull a trigger. The trigger on the gun is a really uh, pr- relatively short reset, and uh, it's a smooth, short pull. It's not your standard trigger uh, that comes on uh, like uh, the 1911 trigger. It's a safety trigger. But uh, it's really smooth and has a really short reset. All in all, it's a really nice gun. The case comes with uh, two, like I said, two magazines, the handgun, uh, a belt clip for the magazine that holds uh, the two magazines, a belt clip um, holster for the gun, uh, a magazine um, speed loader, 
lots of uh, space for other things you want to throw in there, like um, it comes with a lock, uh, safety um, lock, so kids, if they get into it, actually, it comes the case locks itself, and it also has a safety uh, firearm lock inside the case. We've uh, fired this gun. Um, we probably ran a easily uh, a thousand rounds through both of our our firearms, or both of our XDM nines, and uh, we we have yet to have a problem. These guns, uh, I've heard people all you know all the reviews that I've read and people I've talked to that uh, own the gun, or um, you know the TV shows that I've watched, uh, people have ran seventy five thousand rounds through this gun easily without a problem. Uh, on just about every occasion, I've never heard of a problem uh, with the XDM9 by Springfield. To wrap it up, I'm going to say uh, I looked at a lot of guns, and uh, I am extremely happy with this gun, and I uh, wouldn't trade it or trade it in for anything um, better. I know here in Florida, they have a new law where you, when you're concealed carrying a weapon, you... Uh, don't have to make sure it's completely out of sight. It, you know, uh, I was going to go out and buy a concealed uh, handgun. I like this gun so much that I just use it as my concealed carry gun. Some of you might want a smaller um, gun that's uh, easier to carry, but I found this uh, here in Florida um, works very well as my concealed carry handgun, even though it's not a concealed carry. Uh, Springfield XDM doesn't make a carry XDM compact. It's the Springfield XDM 9 compact uh, for people that want a smaller, easier to conceal compact size uh, firearm. But this is uh, the full size. Like I said, it's uh, 4.5 inches. Uh, you can buy... Um, Extra Springfield uh, XDM 9mm 19-round magazines for rel relatively around $25. Um, this gun runs now at about uh, roughly $550. You're looking at uh, with your um, fees for uh, the FFL background check. Uh, you're looking at roughly $600 to, to pick one of these up today, which is a really good. Uh, it's a little high for... Uh, if you're comparing it to Glocks um, and so forth, but for for what you're paying, you're getting a lot of gun for your money. Uh, I've heard many people uh, compare this gun to H and K, um, and they like the the Springfield XDM much better and save themselves a hundred hundred fifty dollars by going with the Springfield XDM nine other, rather than the more expensive H K. Uh, I think that's enough said. Really nice gun people, really nice case, really nice company. Springfield has been around for a long time. They rock. So shout out to Springfield. Thanks for uh, making such a cool gun. I'm happy to be the owner of one. Send us some goodies. <laughs> Signing off Shooter Dan with a shitty but damn good try at a review of his Springfield 9 XDM 9mm firearm. Later. Hey, hey, good review, man. Thanks. So, uh, 
I hope everybody enjoyed that, but we'd like to give a, a couple uh, thank yous to a few people, and uh, one of them is Jason Phelps over at the Empty Mags podcast. He uh, has some really good, solid um, advice for especially new shooters uh, or experienced shooters. It doesn't really matter. Um, it's good. You know, it, it isn't that type of... Uh, it isn't for the tactical guy or, you know, people that's been to classes. You know, he, he had one podcast about the fundamentals of safety. As a matter of fact, it, it was – so he did one called the Obligatory Safety, uh, Gun Safety Podcast. And it, 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 it was cool, good. Dude. Yeah, it was real cool. Um, so it, it, anybody gets a chance to go check out Empty Mags, uh, you should do that, the Empty Mags Podcast. Yeah, and also I uh, just remembered where I found that post on the uh, H-bomb off of Georgia. It was a post uh, that was posted by Arizona Watchman or Watchman. Arizona Watchman uh, puts out a lot of posts on Facebook. Uh, a really good uh, friend to have on Facebook, a lot of information. Check him out. You, you, he won't let you down. Thanks, uh, Arizona Watchman. Yeah, yeah, he... he, he. I just started uh, following him on there, and, yeah, he's had some, a lot of good material. Glad you turned me on to that. And speaking of Facebook, listen, if you're listening to this podcast, do us a favor and go over to our fan page, Liberty or Zombie Podcast fan page on Facebook, and like us over there. <clears throat> it's looking pretty anemic. Yeah, he just, like, uh, he, he, hell, you know, just... Go there and hit like. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. And then, you know, we, and we're posting a lot more stuff on there of things that we don't even bring up in the show. So um, we actually only need a few more, but you know, we need to get our URL. So, yeah. So, yeah. Help we'll, us out greatly. We'll quit begging after we get to 25, all right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what, time is, what sound that is? Like uh, another episode of what? Zombies Attack. There you go. All right. Shooter Dan going to bring that to us now. All right, here we go. A, ro- a ruckus woke a woman and her two children. Her first thought was that an earthquake had occurred, and she quickly called her husband at work to confirm, you know, if it was an earthquake. Uh, he reported to her that there had been no earthquake, and she became very worried because um, the source of the sound um, sounded in you know, became her mind to be something that could be a little more sinister. So she uh, did what I would do and retrieved her handgun and walked down the hallway. <laughs> Police said uh, she had encountered two zombies in her living room. Uh, terrified, of course, she fired several shots. As she should have. Yeah, I mean, she is wasting no time. Right. Uh, she killed one of the zombies and wounded the second. Good for her. Uh, in my opinion, she did the right thing to protect herself and her children, said Police Chief Brandon Clable, Claves. It's unfortunate a death occurred, but it was a direct result of zombie activity out of the city. <laughs> hey, did he really say it was a direct, <laughs> a direct result of zombie activity? No. Oh, that's good. But it was. It was. Yeah. And another one coming to you out of Tuscaloosa News, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Like all zombies, zombies often target the old and the weak, but the zombie who decided to pick on 95-year-old Alabama man didn't know that he is still sharp as a tack and a proud gun owner. 
A zombie knocked on the door and offered to mow his lawn in exchange for money. The homeowner politely declined. Shortly thereafter, the zombie again knocked on the door, this time asking for water. He was persistent. <laughs> yeah. Zombie, don't want to mow your lawn. The homeowner told the zombie they were welcome to drink from the spigot. <laughs> What's a spigot, anyway? <laughs> the spigot, yeah, that's an old-fashioned word there. Yeah, so, he said they could drink from the spigot on the side of the house. Noting the suspicious behavior, the alert senior citizen got his rifle and peered outside. When he heard the zombies brazenly discussing plans to rob his home, he pointed his rifle at the zombies and ordered them off his property. Instead, one of the zombies drew a gun and the homeowner opened fire. The zombies fired shots as uh, they fled the property. Police found one of the zombies later on. Um, doesn't say anything about the second one, but there you go. Don't mess with them, 95-year-old yeah, don't. men with rifles. And they all got them, let me They tell all ya. got them. As we were doing research for the, for, for the segment sometimes, it seems like, like 75% of them is the elderly. Yeah, no doubt. All right, I got, uh, I got one more here. All right. This one's pretty good. Uh, a father realized his worst fear when an unknown male zombie broke into his home and entered his 15-year-old daughter's bedroom. Ooh. Alerted, <laughs> yeah, uh, not good. Alerted by the family dog barking. Dogs are great, aren't they? I love them. I love my dog. Check out our YouTube. She's in it, y'all. Peppa, pepperoni. <laughs> anyway, alerted by the family's dog barking, the father went to check on his daughter and discovered that the zombie was holding her door shut. Fortunately, the daughter remained asleep. Yeah, it's a good thing. You know, she'd be terrified. Terrified, yeah. yeah. Wakes up and there's a damn zombie in her room. Uh, this is like a real horror movie there. Yeah. Oblivious to the traumatic event, the father ran to another part of the home and got his handgun. Returning to his daughter's room, he forced the door open and ordered the zombie, uh, it says intoxicated zombie, to to the ground and held him at gunpoint for the police. That's more than I would have done. He should have <laughs> put two in him. Two in his head. Anyway, that's a zombie. Zombies attack. All right. Good man. Yeah, y'all see there. You you gotta you gotta have a firearm in case you ever need one. Warning to y'all, nasty zombies. Stay away from the old people, man. I'm telling you, pick on pick on somebody your own age because they they got the ultimate leveler, (laughs) equal ultimate equalizer. Yeah, they always got shotguns. I know. Good for them. <laughs> All right. So, I think we're going to wrap this up tonight. And uh, listen, stick around for the last few minutes of this. We got something uh, yeah. that, that caught our attention, and we listened to it, and we loved it. You're really going to like it. And uh, thanks for listening to us uh, again, episode five. And uh, like you said, be sure to stick around for this. We got something special lined up for uh, after the episode ends. That's right. <laughs> hey, sign up on our website, will you? Yeah. Hit us up with some likes, please. A lot of shit comes up that people would want to vote on. Like the bailouts, the war... All thing, things of this nature. There's a lot of things that people would like. It's going to affect us. We would like to vote on this. 
But you don't get to vote on it. You get to vote on a representative. These people are going to represent you once they get in, into office. And think about some of the laws that are in place that protect corporations. Think about some of the laws that, that are in place that fuck people over every day. They wouldn't be there if people were voting for them. We all have this, this desire to have someone lead us. We all have this, this feeling where we need someone who's smarter and wiser, who represents us. You know, and when you're really fucking dumb, the problem is really dumb people, they get a say in everything too. And they're, they're subject to a lot of tricks. They're, subjects to, they're subject to nationalism. They're subject to these kind of ridiculous rah, rah, rah America speeches that don't say jack shit. They say nothing. It's all just this cheerleading fucking yeah. event. And they, they're subject to it. They, they can't help it. They're dumb. They, they don't know they're being bullshitted. They, they grew up around dumb people. They go to work with dumb people. There's no one in their family that's interesting or asks any questions at all. And they just get sucked right into it, man. This society is so greedy, we're willing to go to war. We're willing to go places and send these big metal machines that kill people and fuck people up just so we can make more money. And the way our society is set up, I mean, I've heard it argued, and argued successfully, that our society runs on war. You know, it runs on the domination of uh, the other parts of the world. And literally, that's the only way you can control a gigantic chunk of the globe. You have to keep everybody down, you know, and that's what our society is based on. We can't be fighting over each other because, you know, this guy's like a million people die in Iraq, and everybody goes, hey, as long as it doesn't happen over here. But it is, right. that is over here. It's just right. over here, over there. It's the same thing. It's the people you don't know that were born somewhere else who fucking got jacked. You get trapped in that whole idea of, you know, this is my team, these are my people, and, you know, someone fucking plays a country music song and throws up a flag, and I'm in. Fuck it. It feels good. It feels good to be in, right? It feels good. God bless America. It feels good. Singing around with a bunch of other people and you're all drinking. We're the fucking baddest motherfuckers on the planet. Woo! And that's how people get recruited. It's a clusterfuck, man. These poor fucking kids, man. Could you imagine being 18, 19, being talked into doing this shit for a bunch of bloodthirsty motherfuckers who just are trying to get whatever they're trying to get over there, whatever the fuck it is, whether it's uh, lithium, you know, minerals in the mountains that they use to make cell phones, whether it's 90% plus of the world's opium supply, 90 fucking percent? That is a multi-multi-billion dollar business. And if you think these fucking industrialist cocksuckers that are running the world are going to leave that money behind, you're fucking crazy. Dude, they've got United States Army troops guarding poppy field. There's fucking so much heroin there. I mean, it's incredible. The fucking brother of the president of Afghanistan. His brother was selling heroin and getting paid by the CIA. I mean, God damn it. Heroin is absolutely addictive, okay? People who try heroin get hooked. Heroin is everywhere, okay? So you need to sell it. Someone's selling it. Who's selling it? I don't know, but 90% of it comes from this one place where we have to be to save our freedom. You, you can't criticize it. Because if you criticize it, you're a shithead. You don't appreciate the troops and what they're doing for you. And that's not the case at all. I just don't like the idea of these fucking people leading us in any direction where you need to sacrifice your life. Well, I don't believe it. I don't believe them.
when there's been so many fucking lies. I mean, the more you look it up, the more, I mean, you go, go into a any of the stories on the weapons of mass destruction before we invaded and, and compare them to what we actually know that they really knew when they said that. It's like they did it on purpose. They wanted to get in there for whatever fucking reason. And if it's some crazy, the world is going to end if we don't stop this, but we can't tell you shit, like, I would love to believe you. I would love to believe that the reason why you're, you're not telling us exactly what the fuck is going on is because you're really protecting us from some insanely evil thing that if we knew about it, it would, society would collapse. But yeah. our strong, brave, powerful leaders are going to guide us yeah. without our knowledge. I yeah. would love to believe you. If you weren't all full of shit... We're going to have to step back and, and look at it all in a different way. And I don't think you're going to get that from just voting for president and dealing with all this nonsense that we have right now with the fucking, with the, the two-party system. It's just, we're spinning our wheels. We're not getting any traction. This is all nonsense. It's the same nonsense with Obama that we dealt with with Bush. Special interest groups controlling what people say and do and what direction the country goes in and save us from the bad guys. Shut the fuck up, man. It's the same nonsense. Operation Northwoods was something that was plotted out during the 1960s, signed by the Joint Chiefs of Staff, where they were going to fake terrorist attacks on American civilians and blame it on the Cubans so we could go to war with Cuba. It involved a bunch of shit, like blowing up a jetliner. They were going to have a drone jetliner and blow it up and say that people died on it. And this was going to get everybody fired up about going to war with Cuba. They were even going to attack Guantanamo Bay. They were going to arm Cuban friendlies to attack Guantanamo Bay so that we would have to go to war with Cuba. This is like our own government. They plotted this out. This is like real shit. I remember when I, I saw um, JFK, the uh, Oliver Stone movie, and that was like part of the premise that JFK, uh, that Oliver Stone was um, was pushing in this film, is that they killed JFK because they wanted to stay in Vietnam because they were making a lot of money in Vietnam. And I remember at the time seeing that movie going, that is absolutely ridiculous. Who the fuck believes that? Are they going to start wars and keep wars going just so that they can make money even though it's not a real war, it's not a just war? Nobody wants to go to war. That's stupid hippie bullshit. Well, as I got older and I started investigating history, you know, from way back to Vietnam, to the Gulf of Tonkin, to all the shit that happened when Kennedy and Nixon were in office, to all the shit that happened with Reagan and the Contras in Nicaragua and the Sandinistas, and all the different various things that have happened in human history where it's clear that the United States is, you know, we're fucking around with all kinds of things all the time to make money. And that there's a bunch of people that are profiting off of war. And they're not just profiting like a little bit of money here and there. You, you know, you look at like what's going on with like what, how much money Halliburton made for the war. We're talking like billions and billions of dollars. That's like real money. It's Eisenhower leaving office and he's giving a speech warning the American people about the, the power of the military industrial complex. You know, when you watch that, you're like, well, here is a sitting president who's leaving office, and but the most important thing that he wants to tell people is that you have to be careful because there's a machine here that wants to go to war. There's a business behind going to other countries and fucking people up and taking their shit, and they come up with reasons to do this, and they sacrifice American lives to do this, and they do it for profit, and it sounds absolutely ridiculous. It sounds absolutely outrageous that the greatest country on earth could be involved in something like that from the get-go. But yet, that's what history says. That's how it points. It points in that direction. It points in that direction that it's going in. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, 
by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. Wow. Tower 7 disturbs me the most. That Tower 7 just went whoosh. Just like a controlled demolition. Towards that hole. Why is it falling like that? That doesn't make sense to me with Tower 7. Don't make sense to me either, Joe. The way Tower 7 fell, it just kinked in the middle and fell down free fall speed. Almost. I mean, everybody, like, they'll, they'll nitpick at you. Oh, it was one-tenth of a second slower than free fall. E even if it was just close to free fall, that's crazy. There was no resistance. It just gave up. Why wouldn't it, like, wiggle and collapse towards where it ja got jacked? It just, it just seems like a controlled demolition. That, that bothers me. Oh, there's a lot of info there. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, Thanks for sticking around through that, y'all. Yeah, I hope y'all enjoyed that little piece. Yeah, nobody even knows that we're recording right here on the back side of that. <laughs> I hope y'all enjoyed it, and uh, we'll see y'all next time. Yep, we'll see y'all on uh, episode six. Thanks for listening out there in podcast land. Later. Yes.